So how do you like your surprise? I'm excited that I now get to have more space <laughs> to grow my seedlings. Mm-hmm. Um, I got grow lights because I had said that I needed more in order to do what I wanted, like the the scale that we're trying to do things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, got got me six whole more grow lights. Yeah. So I'm gonna have. It, literally the space that i need uh the amount of lights that i need is this that covers everything right yeah well mm-hmm. not all the shelves but it's okay but uh for what you want for the garden yeah okay because if i get you more like you'd be overwhelmed honestly because you'd feel like you have to plant all that then you'd feel like you have to have all that out in the garden and i i know you i know where your anxiety lays and your anxiety lays in having too much stuff that needs to be done at any given time and you know so the kind of it's it's kind of the nice little throttle but i mean i doubled the amount of lighting that you have yeah. so you now have a dozen full spectrum glow, glow lights right and uh so that's that's going to be enough for for the garden and i'm hoping what's today thursday yeah i'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger on the next thing so it's really frustrating that it's thursday which you know, means that we can't get the freaking dirt for the weekend. Yeah. You know, so that's frustrating as all get up. But that is what it is. And I'm just going to call it for that and be like, OK, I'm just whatever. You know, I'm really just kind of feeling whatever. Um, I may I may bug somebody and see if if his truck is empty. And if it is, it's got time for a trip to Lowe's. But we'll see what happens. I'm just, I'm more flustered than anything else. And then for me today, freaking dispatch went mental and I like laid them out for it. It was absolutely ridiculous. They, I sat there and I was like, you know, Amy's not going to get into this drop until too late today to find a load out. Right. <clears throat> Which means that they're not going to have a load until tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We're mm-hmm. in the middle of the country on a Friday. So what does that traditionally mean for our weekend runs? That we're going to get something produce related and they're going to try to tell us that we're going to be sitting around for a whole day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be garbage. Any way you look at it, even if it's from Deer Park to Oregon, it's only going to pay about six grand, maybe, right? Right now, because it's just the market is crap. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that for the week, if we're lucky, we're going to have done $12,000. And that means that we don't make our minimum. So I've lost money this week. And so I'm like, okay. So I said that. I was like, well, traditionally, you know, because they're like, hey, what time are you going to be there? And originally she had said three o'clock. And now we know it's not going to be until tomorrow because, you know, that is what it is. And so I was like, okay. And I said, so traditionally, that means that our weekend run is going to be screwed. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happens every single time. Every single time. Like with. Yeah. Without fail. And so what. what, And now. And I already had to call the boss this week because literally lack of communication. So what? Yeah. They. they, On Tuesday, we were looking for a load. Oh, let me phrase that. On Monday, we were looking for a load. Right. And we were ready for a load on Monday. You okay? I missed like so bad. (laughs) It was. So, for those of you who don't know, she's putting her eye drops in right now because, you know, working in a dry, well, not dry, but a hot 
grow room and uh, bright lights just kind of get to you. So you good? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they uh, couldn't find a load again on the day that we're ready for a load. So this is the third week in a row. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, you know, oh, here, let me, let me just go ahead and scroll up to it. Cause it's, it's literally the way, the way I said it, I said, well, either way, our weekend run screwed. And so David's like, okay. And he says, if you're not happy with us, I'm like, where did you get that? And then he sends the next one, uh, call for or Valerie to give you someone else to dispatch. You sound like we ain't doing shit. I'm like, you are once again, putting emotion where it isn't. So calm yourself. He's like, okay, sir. And, and you know, then there's a little side conversation. And I was like, yeah, 3 p.m. is not going to happen as far as the drop goes. So it's going to be tomorrow. Well, they book up 3 p.m. today and tomorrow anyways. It's like, okay, whatever. They booked them both. So I'm like, fine. And literally they get, so they get them both booked. And I'm like, okay, whichever. And then Frank pops in and says, you know, well, you can get another dispatcher, but most dispatchers can't handle you. Me and David know how you guys need load and we are trying our absolute best to keep you happy. And yes, looking for reload for tomorrow, most likely. And so my response, what does that have to do with, with another dispatcher? I'm like, and, and David like, well, either way, so he quotes it and he's like, so either way, our run is screwed traditionally. And I said, yeah, he quoted. So he requoted me and I said, yeah, because traditionally for a weekend, Texas, the center of the fucking country is a screwed place to try to get a load out of for a weekend run that be- that's better than six thousand dollars. It's like, and what does that have to do with you? And before you say anything about it sounding critical of your skills versus the market, you might want to think real hard about why we haven't had loads our first day of availability for the last three fucking weeks. I'm like, the market is the market, but communication is communication. And every single time that someone has communicated that the loads are garbage, told me why a load I found wasn't going to work, or talked about planning, planning behind a different load, I've always said okay when I get frustrated and say and I say so is when nobody is talking at all, especially when I can have can see that they've looked at our chat. I love Telegram for that. So you let me know if that's unreasonable, if that's an unreasonable response. And then four hours later, me just like that. I don't give a shit. Don't you ever fucking talk to me like, number one, you don't work for me. And number two, come out of the blue thinking, oh, man, you're going to call Farouk again. Yeah, I'll call the boss. I'll call him again. No problem. I'll call Val. I'll call Val again. Get my loads. Get the hint. Do your job. I'm paying the percentage that I'm paying for you to do your job. So, yeah, that's their idiocy. Fun. So, apparently, that's, that's my fight. But you got your grow lights. And with that, welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who constantly seem to chew more than we bite off. So, today is Unpopular Opinions. Mm -hmm. And do you want to start, or do you want me to start? How would you like? Um, I don't know. Uh, You sound like yours is going to be... 
really spooky, so I kind of want you to start. I've got two, two little grind, well, two grinders, and and one is just based on what I've been seeing and what I've been observing, and and it's 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 racial, and it's gonna you know upset people that I say it because it's racial, and I just I'm to the point where I don't care anymore because I see the the validity on both sides anymore, and I, it needs to change. And so yeah, I'll start it. So here it is. I think police departments and public service departments, works, government, all government, need to be an exact representation of the community that they serve. Meaning this, you should not have an overabundance of white cops in Chicago when Chicago is predominantly African American. You shouldn't have a, you know, you you literally should have a police force that represents the community it's supposed to be serving. You know, you want to, yeah, well, if you want to get rid of, you know, white racism on black people, then awesome. Then you have black cops on black people because then what you're going to call them, you know, you're going to call them something else because you're going to have to call them Uncle Tom's or something like that. But the Hispanic community, how stupid is it when we have a bunch of police in southern states that don't speak Spanish? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Okay, it can't communicate literally Mm -hmm. it's like i remember when i was in san francisco and i used to go to chinatown a lot i mean a lot it was cheap good food everybody there was really nice because i was going to culinary academy in san francisco at the time i needed to find cheap ingredients could always find cheap ingredients there Mm -hmm. right that weren't traditional cheap ingredients so you know, it was something that ooh, it was exotic to cook, like eel, ooh, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But eel was cheap, right? And it was, it was that was so learning to cook with things like that. But I remember that there was there was a store, and this uh, store, uh, the husband got robbed, and he was stabbed in the in the course of the robbery. Cops show up, and white cops don't speak Chinese, so nobody and nobody in the store spoke. And I don't speak my Chinese at the time was junk. My Chinese right now is junk, but they couldn't speak Chinese, couldn't relate, didn't understand what was going on or anything like that. Why? Why are they there? I remember thinking that. Why are you here? Why aren't there Chinese uh, Chinese speaking police officers here? At least, if not people that are from the community, at least. Why? Why is there an overabundance of white cops in suburban, you know, in urban areas, period? You know, suburban areas, excuse me, you know. Why? Why are they there? What do they have the business being being there? Why is it that, you know, I'll sit there and I watch, I can't watch a series of videos without some cop who doesn't speak the language for the place that he's he's at. Some cop who doesn't relate to where he's at. I remember when I was in Vallejo and like I said, I was outnumbered and I was fine with being outnumbered. I just grew up and it was just kind of like, oh, and, you know, living in the crest. There's only a few white people. And the thing was, is that we had, I think eight cops that that patrolled the crest on a regular basis, right? Mm-hmm. Six of them were white. We had one black guy and one one Hispanic guy. Everybody else was white. I was literally 1% of that neighborhood. And there there shouldn't have been that many because you you want to talk about racial tensions. That's how you create racial tension. Mm-hmm. Because we don't look at cops and we don't get pulled over by cops and we don't sit there and go, "Ugh." You know, if we're in that, if we're, you know, we, we don't see color the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
there are so many that do. So why would, why would you have that? Why would you perpetrate that? Why would you, why would you that even be your thing? So I honestly think that police, fire departments, um, unemployment offices, anything government should be a representative, a representation of the community that they serve because it's paid for by taxpayers. And who are the taxpayers in those communities? Those people. If we're going to have a government that's for the people, by the people and of the people, then it should represent the people. Yeah, I've I've always thought that the way that our government runs is stupid. And I think mm-hmm. that it's as much as we want it to be something that we fix, it's never going to be something that gets fixed until more regular people actually go for those roles. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very true. Why do we have all of these big, you know, predominantly black neighborhoods and areas and then we don't have black cops we don't have black people representing those areas Mm -hmm. and the only way that we ever see it is during peaceful protests and all these other things where they're speaking out it's like why aren't you going for a role where you can represent your people right because the only people that are doing that are let's be honest rich white people Mm -hmm. that are going for all the government roles going for you know and I'm, i'm not saying that all of them are like that so don't take any of this as a oh yeah no well what about this people i've heard of this person i'm not saying that i'm saying yeah, don't, that for don't the most part it. we're talking about the blanket coverage of the things because yeah. like i'm not sitting there saying that black people shouldn't uh, that black cops shouldn't be allowed in white neighborhoods i'm not saying that at all i'm saying that they should be a representation mm-hmm. and it's like you know when i sit there and i see counties in mississippi that are depressed you know, white trash counties. And then I see somebody who comes in who has, you know, even a white person that just can't relate to himself from a socioeconomic standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. That's never been poor. How, how, how is somebody who has never been poor going to help bring up the people in there? Because it's not just a matter of money. You know, we prove time and time again, as a, as a country that just throwing money at people doesn't fix a problem. Yeah. Why? How 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 many, how many checks have been thrown out there in the last 20 years, right? Never fixed anything. It just gave people a happy little bump. You guys got your check. Did it better your financial stand- standpoint? No. Well, okay. Yeah. It was pointless. I mean, honestly, it was fun to have, but it was pointless because what that does is the government doesn't do anything where it doesn't cost more in the end. Mm-hmm. And the taxing that's coming back around now to pay for all of that stuff. It's like, No. I'm 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 nauseous of it, you know, but it's like government needs to represent its people. Well, you can't represent your people if you're not of the people. You know, it's like, what what do we want? A government for the people, by the people, of the people. You know, I don't like it when when somebody who has never been homeless is talking about the plight of the homeless. You've never been homeless. Mm -mm. You don't know what it is to sleep in a bush Oh, God, no. Okay. And, and and you especially don't know what it's like in an era where now being homeless is, I hate, you're going to hate this, is almost trendy. You know, people, people can be homeless and people can live out of vans and people, you know, and it, it is. How many times on Instagram do you see it in any given, oh, man, van life and this and that and that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, where when I grew, when I grew up and when I was homeless, the cops hunted you down. You weren't allowed to be homeless. They would arrest you, literally arrest you and put you in jail for the night if you were homeless. That's dumb. Right. And you, that would, that's the worst thing. You don't want that. And you, yeah, jail sucks. Been there. It sucks. 
And so it's like, so you're out there and you're hiding and you're hiding from cops and you're hiding from people and you're hiding from people who will call the cops, right? And you're hiding from people who want, who are just looking for a fight. You're hiding from people who are looking to make somebody a victim that night and you're out there. And it's like, the only benefit I had was that I was in the Bay Area. So you know what? It was about 73 degrees at night. You know, it got down to 68. Woo. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything. It was summer. <laughs> it was summer in 92 and it was it was good weather you know i was lucky um but yeah that's my opinion i i don't i don't want people out there telling me what it's like to be homeless or telling me what my thoughts and opinions should be to be homeless because i've been homeless and the moment that somebody sits there and does that and you've seen that where somebody sits there and they're like well you don't understand because i sit there and said no these homeless camps are ridiculous get rid of them and you're like oh you're insensitive like Fuck you. I've been homeless. Have you? How many nights have you slept on the street? Like, but it's the same thing with these cops. I don't know what it's like, you know, when when a cop comes up on me and I'm scared of their skin tone or I'm, you know, or anything like that. But what I do know is that if I'm not relating to them, period, then nothing's going to happen and nothing's going to get done. You know, the one black cop that we had in the crest one was literally everybody got along with him. He would come. He was the only person he would come through in patrols alone and he'd, he'd pop out. He'd play with the kids. He'd talk to people that were there and it was like, and everybody was like, cool. And people were more like more likely to talk to him. I know that shootings were down, stabbings were down and you know, people were just respectful and people felt like they actually had somebody there representing the community. And I had completely understood and respected that. Mm-hmm. But imagine the other side of it now you have to tell you have to put it on every side right mm-hmm. if you're in a predominantly white area same thing yeah so you know but there but, should there should be a good mix but there should mm-hmm. be a predominantly relatable aspect of people mm-hmm. in those government roles you should not have people that can't relate it's like we're literally right now we're watching uh we're watching all of the hunger games movies mm-hmm. um because you hadn't uh, really watched them and I only watched the first part of the first one and then I had to make dinner so it was off and on so yeah I saw that and then the other ones no I've never watched them like yesterday I was like what but my brain kept coming in and going oh this is what happens ah so yeah I messed that up but <laughs> but for anybody that knows you know watched them and or read the books or anything the biggest thing that's the biggest shocker mm-hmm. for Katniss and Peeta is that they can't relate to anybody in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So, like, when Effie came out and, you know, they're doing the the reaping and she's pulling names out and she's talking to them and, you know, let's watch this video and everybody's just standing there like, you have no idea what it's like to live here. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what it's like to be here every single day, day in and day out. You know, all of our people are going down to those mines, risking their lives. We're all dirty. We have no running water. Like, all this stuff is just... And you're just coming down here dressed up in your little Capitol outfits and, and it was so obvious when she sat there and was like, well, we're a team. I'm going to get everybody gold. So that's going to make everything better type situation. It was like just she was so unrelatable to him where the other three people she's talking to had all been through the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. When she's like, we're going to show a united front and we're going to do this and this, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you a gold pendant and you a gold, you know, and it was just like you really don't get just how unrelatable to what everybody else's darkness is that you you're talking about right now. You know, it's, that's just, yeah, I agree. 
Sorry. <laughs> okay, so what's yours? Um, well, mine's not very like crazy or anything, but uh I my unpopular opinion is fuck the almanac and all of the planting dates and all of that because I think it's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. There is no way to properly sit down and overly generalize how the weather is going to be Mm -hmm. for every single area of the world and put it down to zones and like the zones yeah it makes sense because there's a different average temperature for each thing that's what they're based off of Mm -hmm. is averages though and there are years where the whole point of an average is that it's literally an average that means there's going to be years that are warmer or years that are colder going to be you know less of a frost more of frost like uh, sometimes we get snow i mean hell we got snow the not this past winter but you know the last two of them Mm -hmm. when that's not generally normal but that didn't make it the coldest winter in texas still so it's just i i don't understand why people follow so religiously planting dates and calendars and like saying things like you know if you don't get blah 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 in by easter or plant these inside by easter or saint patrick's day or any of like i get the whole general time things like you know in general you make sure that you plant lettuces and kales and cabbages and Mm -hmm. peas and all those things when it's cooler outside but not when it's going to be you know below freezing every single night but we don't get that here it's not generally below freezing every single night. Even mm. right now, it's the middle of January. And mm-hmm. in in just the first couple of weeks of January, we've only had like four nights that have actually been below freezing, like significantly yep. that would kill crops. Because reaching freezing, being 31, 30 for an hour or two is not going to kill your plants. Unless they are very young seedlings that you aren't covering with anything. No mulch, nothing. Like The ground is the, it's your root system. Because no matter, no matter what, some leaves can you know turn, get mushy because they froze and thawed out. That's what they're talking about. That's what kills the plants. The mm-hmm. frost has nothing to do with just the temperature outside. It has to do with whether or not it's freezing the inside of your plants before they can you know be ready for it so i think it's really stupid that people follow things religiously like that you know specific planting dates i understand oh have things in the ground or have things planted inside by this time because that makes sense as a generalized hey you know if you plant it after this it's probably going to be too hot or too late it's not going to be able to mature properly before it gets too hot that that i understand Mm -hmm. but Sitting there and being like, yeah, you know, I don't start my tomatoes or my peppers until it's, you know, mid-February, late February. And I'm like, why? Unless you don't have the space to do something like that. That's different. But Which just isn't straight the case up, for most people. They yeah. just haven't got creative about it. I mean, honestly. Yeah. There's, everybody has kitchen windows. Everybody has south-facing windows mm-hmm. unless you live in a very unfortunate house. And even then, you still have the ability. I mean, what was what was the greenhouse that you bought at Atwoods? Oh, that was uh, that was from Harbor Freight. 35 bucks. I mean, not at, it was at Atwoods. I'm sorry. And it was $35. <laughs> so, sorry. 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that would give you full... Like I literally took my my 72 cell trays in there and Mm -hmm. those are little, Mm -hmm. but that's four whole trays that I can fit in there. Yep. And that's still plenty of crops for most people, the size of their garden, they don't need that many things. So I just think it's dumb that people refuse to start half of their seedlings and they refuse to get anything in the ground or anything like that. Cause like putting your seedlings out is different. Yeah. My biggest thing is like, I'm going to be growing enough that I can put out starter plants and tester plants. And if they die, Oh, well I have more inside mm-hmm. plants out the next set when it's, you know, two weeks later, hopefully it'll be fine. And Oh, Nope. They died. Well, I still have more put out two more. Like it's just, that's, that's the way that I'm looking at it because at the end of the day, 
if somebody is, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, especially down here mm-hmm. where our spring is not a spring. It's spring for about three weeks and then it's summer. Mm-hmm. And most of the things out here don't produce in the summer. I didn't have bell peppers or really no. any, even my hot peppers until it started to cool down again for fall. And the eggplant just went, was just bushy. There yeah. was nothing really to it. So, And yeah. they gave like two flowers and those flowers just, they didn't survive. And so it was just mm-hmm. the, the things that people are growing, the only things that really do well in the heat are like okra and any of your zucchinis and cucumber plants, they need a lot of water, but they'll they'll tolerate the heat. Mm-hmm. And then corn. <laughs> and, like, I know that some people that grow artichokes, they, they'll survive the heat. But, like, for the most part, it's just kind of those things. It's like, you know, you're not going to eat it every single day. It's not really worth it to have it all around all the time. You know, some of your squashes, they'll still produce in the, in the heat. But, like, for the most part, a lot of these plants that people really, really enjoy, your tomato plants are not going to be happy if it's too hot and they're not getting watered, like, almost every day. Mm-hmm. As matter how deeply you water them they will wilt and they'll be very unhappy if it's too hot and so you have to get all those things out early because otherwise they're just that's it you missed it and if you miss it that's it like you can't Mm -hmm. there's no oh well i'll just plant it later because then it's not it's going to be too hot before they can mature and so i i just think that people sitting there pretending like you know the world is just this perfect uh organized we're gonna go by dates you know the 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 temperatures the sun they're all sitting there going oh well it's not time yet i can't can't be warm today i mean we just had an 80 degree day Mm -hmm. last week and in the next couple of days yeah we're gonna drop back down and so the high is gonna be like 50 one of the days Mm -hmm. and so yeah we're in spring right now this is spring for for east texas for where we are this is this is springtime and it's january and so i i just i don't get it i don't understand how people can sit there and just not plant anything and sit there and oh i'm only gonna put my my onions and my garlic out because that's the only thing that survives all these you know all the cold weather and i'm like that's great but what about inside what about all the plants that you have to start because literally as soon as that temperature rolls around that it's you know consistently 70 degrees every single day it doesn't matter if you hit freezing at night Mm -hmm. because everything's gonna be fine and you just have to cover your things a little bit and so yeah literally five gallon buckets and you'll keep your plants safe over the night. Make sure you're mulching. You'll keep your roots safe over the night. If you're doing things in ground, then I hate to break it to you. If you're reaching 70 degree weather consistently, your ground is going to be warm. And no matter how cold it gets that night, the the roots aren't going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So a couple of leaves may get hurt, but that's it. So I just that's that's my unpopular opinion. I don't understand how people can be so aggressive about, oh, I don't do this. I don't do this. You shouldn't do this. You can't do that. It's not time yet, you know, in gardening groups and everything when... It, it really is up for debate on based on the year and how mm-hmm. things have turned out. We've had a very dry winter so far, which means we're probably going to have a very wet spring and summer. And that's, you know, something hopefully. that's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really, hopefully, for the things that we like well, to eat. Because yeah. powdery mildew is not fun. You can't really fight against it. But I accept that. But that's also why you grow things like that on trellises, because then you no, don't really have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it's just that's. It's just stupid that people are so aggressively, religiously following planting dates and things that they've always Mm -hmm. done when, you know, if you'll never learn if you don't stray from the things you've done, because who knows? I could be wrong for this year. I wasn't long wrong last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, I planted things out before anybody else did. And all of my stuff was perfectly fine because yeah. we didn't drop below 32 for, you know, the rest of the time. I planted things out. I planted my tomatoes out in early March. And everybody, yep. oh, you can't put your tomatoes out yet. It's they're gonna die. It's gonna get below freezing, and we didn't mm-hmm. at all. Not a, not even a little bit. 
So we didn't even get close to it. I think our lowest night after that was like 37. And I was perfectly fine. I had tomatoes before anybody else. So I just, I don't know. That's that's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> it's an unpopular gardening opinion. Mm-hmm. No, and that's, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I the, the Farmer's Almanac really just caught me as an astrology book for, you know, farmers. It's, yeah, it, it is really, it's really weird. I don't get it. And for anybody out there that does listen or, yeah, listen to their podcast mm-hmm. or read their, their books or follow their blog or anything like that. Yeah, I, I definitely look at their things for tips. Sure. But I just, I don't get it. I don't no. understand planting by the moon. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. I mean, and different, there's, there's so many different things that people are just, it's a superstition that they'll, they'll be like, oh, you got to do this with this. And if you don't do this with this, and so much of it is psychosomatic, you know, and that's that people have when it comes to gardening. Mm-hmm. Well, when I do this, I don't have this problem. No, when you do that, you don't notice that problem, yeah. you know, more, more than anything else. It's. You know, if I sit there right now and I tell everybody who's listening to this podcast, glass of water sure sounds really nice right now, doesn't it? An ice cold <laughs> glass of water sounds really good right now, doesn't it? Now you want an ice cold glass of water, don't you? Yes. See, that, but that's what it is because you didn't think of it. Were you thinking about water before I said it? No. No, nobody was. Not a single person. I would I would argue that. Go ahead. Go on our social media and tell me that you were just thinking before I said something about how you wanted a glass of water. It's not. It's everything that we notice is because it happened. I, there was a episode of This Old House, or it wasn't This Old House, but it was a couple who was like This Old House, and it was cute that the husband sat there and he told his wife, um, he says, hey, if you take a nail, and before you uh, run run the nail, he says, Run it, in your, run it through your hair. Just just real quick. A couple of runs through the hair. And what happens is the oils that are actually in your hair will help the nail to go run easier. And sure enough, she like hits the first couple of nails without it. And she's like, okay. Does it with her hair. Bam. Hits the nails again. They go in like a dream. No problems whatsoever. And he starts laughing because it was BS. Mm-hmm. It was something he literally just made it up. It was psychosomatic. It was because she was willing to hit the nail harder. When she was putting it in her hair to try to, you know, prove whether or not it worked, it had nothing to do with the oil from your hair mm-hmm. making it easier to drive a nail. And that's the, the same thing. And I, I feel that way with the Farmer's Almanac and all these people who are, you know, like how many people were showing us the little, I don't remember what the seed is they cut open, that they shows either a spoon, a knife, or a fork. And depending on what it shows, um, you know, was how cold of a winter it was going to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember I, what the seed was. I don't remember was. either. I just remember looking at that and being like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the biggest amount of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. Right. But it's the same but thing. But I told somebody that and they lost their oh, mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it really is the same thing because people will, I mean, we sat there last year being like, you know, it's going to be. Uh, you know all the signs point to we're gonna have another snow we're gonna Mm -hmm. have another snow it's gonna snow again you know it never happens just once it's gonna snow again and everybody was like no it's probably not it's a once in a you know 100 years thing that happens down here blah 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 blah. and And sure enough it it snowed again Mm -hmm. and it was like we were the ones with the generators (laughs) well yeah but uh luckily we didn't need them Mm -hmm. it wasn't as bad the second year but still it snowed and you know everybody was so adamant that it was like no it's not gonna happen because this is you know this is how we've always proved everything over all this time it's not gonna yep. happen and then it happened and then this last year we were like it's not gonna snow this 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 year it's not gonna snow again it's it's mm-hmm. been too warm it may get cold and we're gonna probably freeze 
but it's not going to snow because it's been it's going to be a pretty dry winter. Yeah. And everybody was like, no, now we have to be so prepared. You know, everything it's where it's probably going to snow again. And sure enough, it didn't and it hasn't. And this, we're literally just now passing up that second time that it snowed the first the first year. Mm hmm. So it's probably still not going to happen. And so, yeah, that cold front w- that we had that, you know, froze everybody oh, yeah. out, that was the biggest chance of it happening. And it w- But it was a dry cold front. So the it just I, I think yeah. it's so weird that, like, people don't recognize the other things. They're so stuck in whatever it is that they grew up, you know, following that they don't sit back and actually take in everything that's going on. Literally, like, the chances are that because it's been a pretty dry winter, it's going to be a pretty wet spring or summer. Because mm-hmm. that's literally how it works. All that water is—it's somewhere right now, and it's yeah. going to fall at some point. And it may not be on us. It may be further south. It may be further north. It, it just uh, either way, it, somebody somewhere is going to have a pretty wet summer, spring, and summer. Yep. And so it's just. It just amazes me that everybody thinks like, oh, no, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to f- pay attention to the humidity levels. I'm not going to pay attention to, you know, the way that the soil feels and, you know, take even taking a temperature thermometer going down to the soil and going, oh, hey, it's warmer than I thought it was going to be. And like anything mm-hmm. like that, people just go based off of what they've always done. Oh, man, you got to plant these in by Easter. You got to plant these in by St. Patrick's Day. got to make yep. sure that you do this this day and this day. And I'm like, why aren't you paying attention to your forecast and, you know, the soil temperature and the humidity and all the other things that tell you when you're supposed to plant things? You read, I mean, even just the difference between the almanac and the seed packets. And the mm-hmm. seed packets are like, you, th- that's literally what's telling you how to how to treat your seeds from people that are spending all this time growing those seeds and, you know, growing those plants and producing those seeds so that you can buy them in the store and you're telling me that you're not going to follow that, you're going to follow the almanac before yep. that, that makes no sense to me. Even just, you know, I talked about it when I was talking about my plans for the 2023 garden, is that, you know, the difference between what, it, you know, the almanac says I can plant in January versus what the seed packets say I can plant in January. And there is a significant you know, significantly greater amount of seeds that I can plant mm-hmm. based on the seed packets because everything is like, oh, start your shit in January and February. Like, you gotta get it all get it all going, get all your transplants going, get things outside, you know, as soon as the soil can be worked. And it's like the soil is, ever, is never not workable out here because it doesn't snow. So mm-hmm. the ground doesn't really freeze for us. So the soil is always workable. So it's like we literally can be planting things. People can be planting things throughout the entirety of winter out here. But people just don't. They just stop. There's, you know, we watch it. We have several gardens that can be seen from one of the main roads when we go places. And the amount of things that get pulled and then it's just cover crops for the entirety until March. And people finally mow them over. And I'm like, I have things started right now. I have carrots and lettuce in the ground. Yep. Most people are like, oh, well, if you didn't start in fall, you can't do it yet. I'm like, really? Because those seedlings are perfectly fine. It's dropped below 32 since they've been there. And they're still little itty bitty seedlings and they're perfectly fine. So... It just it just amazes me. I I just don't get that. So uh, clearly it's unpopular because you know everybody's so quick to get so upset when I say the things that I say. I mean I told people that I already have peas in the ground. And people are like, "What? You you're not supposed to plant peas this early?" And I'm like, "Why not?" <laughs> Literally, what? Mm-hmm. First of all, pea seeds are cheap, so I don't understand why you wouldn't. You can buy pea seeds in bulk. So why would you not plant peas early? That just that doesn't make any sense to me. You 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 plant them early. You all you need is a few days of 70 degree weather and then you can plant something and then after they're already seedlings they can survive. Mm-hmm. You just need it to be a little bit warmer so that they can germinate. And I guess people just don't don't think about that. So it just I don't know. No matter what, I'm, I'm going to end it there with me talking about that cuz That's fine. No, it's, that's, just, that's it's clearly unpopular. And that's good. 
All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it with one that is going to upset truckers. And Uh-oh. that's fine. And I'm, I am ready for this. I've been watching this and everything else. But I'm going to ask you a question first. Okay. And uh, this, this comes back to a story when I was, uh, I was a kid. And we were living in Vacaville. And um, my sister had this little Radio Shack kitty with a radio in it literally you turned it over it took a two double a batteries right (laughs) had a speaker on it and it had the knobs literally on this little stuffed cat so you could one was tuning and one was on Mm -hmm. off in volume and so it was this radio cat and my sister had had it for you know probably a year and so my sister was it was it was beat up. It was gross. It just was not looking pretty. Like oh my gosh, she didn't. You know, she never took the radio out to wash it or anything. So she went to sell it and was trying to sell it for ten cents. Okay. Okay. And this is you know nineteen eighty whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, I'll buy it for me for ten cents. And she's like, okay. And so I bought it from her for ten cents. I ripped the radio uh-huh. out of this this cat right. To, pulled the radio out, put put the check the batteries, made sure the batteries were good in it and everything. Threw the cat in the into the garbage, traumatizing my sister, I'm sure. But whatever, <laughs> she was gonna sell it anyways, right? And then I put it down and I put it on the table for fifty cents, and I sold it for fifty cents, and my sister was mad, and my <laughs> sister felt that I should give her. 25 cents of the money that I raised because how unfair was that? She had it first and I made more money on it. You were was I in the wrong? About it. Okay. Was I in the wrong? No. Okay. Now fast forward in the same year. This is so, so maddening in the same year I decided to sell lemonade. And so I had a little stand right out in front of the house. No joke. It was great. And it was a folding table and I, Decided to sell lemonade. Well, friends of mine decided they were going to sell lemonade. And it was like, okay, whatever. And so their lemonade sucked. (laughs) Their lemonade was junk, right? My lemonade literally came from one of my neighbors who was paying me to pick her lemons out of her tree Mm -hmm. and paid me half of the lemons that I picked out of her tree for the lemons that I picked out of the tree. Okay. Okay. A five pound bag of, uh, or no, it was a 10 pound bag of sugar cost me. A dollar. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, so I spent the day before squeezing out the lemons, making sure there were no seeds in there, having the lemon juice and everything was in there. And they, you know, they saw me the next day out on Saturday, hot Saturday, Vacaville, California, mm-hmm. 102 degrees and just toasty. Right. And first they wanted to they wanted to come over and do it with me. Mike Iannone. I remember Mike very well. He was one of my friends that I can't find on Facebook because I can't remember how to spell his last damn name. Right. (laughs) But so I sold lemonade and then I wouldn't let them. And so they got country time lemonade and they were selling country time. Now I was selling mine for for 50 cents a cup. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they decided to sell theirs for 25 cents a cup. And what happened a lot was that people were tasting theirs going Ugh, coming over and spending extra for mine <laughs> and I was getting the business right mm-hmm. then I came down to my last cup of lemonade and Mike and I can't remember the other kid's name I feel like it was Seth but whatever came over and they both wanted 
my last cup of lemonade. Okay. And it was like, okay, well, it's a dollar. And they're like, what? I'm like, I have one cup left. Who's going to give me a dollar for it? So Mike gives me a dollar. Bam. So I'm like, there we go. So I sold it for a dollar. Seth, that wasn't fair. I, I was here first and I was ready to give you, you know, 50 cents. And, and I was, that's not fair. That's not fair. Was I wrong? I don't think so. I think okay. all is fair in the, <laughs> when okay. it comes to competition. So in Sacramento, long before we ever decided to move, we had to consolidate the house. We were financially struggling and we had a lot of stuff. And so we had to sell things. Okay. I had this gem inlaid globe and I'm sure some people know what it was. It was like they're, they're beautiful. They're brass on the outside, polished up. And each country is represented by a different stone, precious stone. So I put it on Craigslist and said, this is going to be at the garage sale for $250. And nobody's allowed to come to my garage sales early. I'm going to put everything out and I don't want to hear it. Now, I had spent a lot more than $250 on this thing, Mm -hmm. right? And so there were people, literally, there were five people waiting for that globe. Okay. Okay? No, because I knew they were going to resell it on eBay and make more money. So I walked out with the globe and somebody said, hey, I'm taking your globe for 250 I was here first. Another person said, I'll give you 300 for it. And I mean, literally started a bidding war between like <laughs> five people. I ended up getting $565 for that globe. Okay. Oh, my God. Did I do anything wrong there? No. Okay. Truckers are blaming brokers right now for doing the exact same thing that I as a kid did. I, as an adult, did, and anybody who is anybody would do in the same circumstance. So a load gets put out on the DAT load board or whatever load board you're looking at because there's, you know, there's quite a few, right? And that load is posted up for X amount of dollars. Let's, let's, let's just give a prime example. I can give a prime example um, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, there was a load that went from uh, Irving, California to go to uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And remember, I was jealous about that load because originally it was $10,000 on that load, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh. and it goes to East Rutherford. My favorite Homewood, our favorite Homewood Suites mm-hmm. in the country is in East Rutherford. And I was like, oh, so jealous. And even told Amy, jealous that you're going to get this load. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Then they came back and said, hey, it's at $9,000 because somebody else is, is there. So we got into a bidding war. And it ended up we gave it to them for six thousand dollars because there was just no way we were going to take a, a weekend run for mm-hmm. six grand coast to coast. It just didn't make sense for a team, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, on every group, in every truck stop, in every restaurant, and everywhere, truckers are blaming brokers because brokers are the problem but- with us <laughs> having cheap freight. When it is dispatchers and truckers who are coming in and undercutting other dispatchers and truckers for the same fucking loads and then blaming the dispatchers for without any effort or work or anything are getting more money. Of course I'm going to take more money. There is no world where I as a dispatcher who is my salary is based on performance and what I can save for the people that I work for where I'm not going to take more money. Mm -hmm. It is happening with our largest client right now. I had Amir sit there and come out to me. It's like, 
But you know what? Truckers are uh, truckers are blaming dispatchers. Well, I'm going to say this, truckers. It isn't truckers. It's us. It's our fault. We're not. We're the ones taking it, huh? It is dispatchers. Yeah, it's it's the dispatchers because we are allowing the dispatchers to tell us a smaller number. If I go for a ten thousand dollar load, look. If somebody, if I go to a load, this is the way it should happen. You call when the load is posted for ten thousand dollars. You say I'll take it. I call. To say, hey, about this load. And they call and they say, oh, well, somebody else is taking it for $10,000. You want to come in for a lower price? I should say no and get off the damn phone. Mm-hmm. Or sit there and say, hey, well, let's just see if they come through. If they come through, no, it's theirs. But if not, then I'll take it for I'll take it for $10,000. And I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. Not, well, I'll do it for 9500 because that's how it starts. And that's how it started. And so it's truckers and it's dispatchers. Because the trucker, because the dispatcher has to go to me and say, hey, you know, Joey, they, they want to do this load for 7000 They got somebody on there that's doing it for seven. Say, okay, let them do it for seven. Give me something else. But that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. And so we're slitting our own throats. So the fault of these lower rates isn't brokers. It isn't even really dispatchers unless you're a company driver and you don't have a choice. But it's truckers. And it's 100% owner-operators when we're when we're slitting each other's throats and then we blame the dispatcher for taking more money. That's retarded. Yeah. I- Literally, <laughs> that is Mike blaming me because Seth gave – or Seth blaming me because Mike gave me more money for the lemonade and got it. That is the other people who responded to a Craigslist ad thinking they were going to get a great deal and being able to sell this globe that, I'm po- that I posted up on Craigslist at a cheap rate, being mad that they had to drive out and go through the work and the effort – while the person who paid the top dollar got it, and I was such a jerk for letting them do it. Okay? That's that's the way it works. That's what supply and demand is. Yeah. But but truckers are blaming dispatchers. Truckers are blaming brokers. But you're the ones accepting the loads. If you're a company driver, this doesn't count to you. 90% of what I talk about doesn't apply to you. Yeah, because Be- it's just, it's a completely different world. Mm-hmm. You're a company driver. You get paid the same piddly cents. To drive from point A to point B doesn't matter. You guys, should, as a, as a company driver, I'm more upset about, you know, sit time than anything else. Mm-hmm. Detention pay matters to me when I'm a company driver. Detention pay doesn't mean shit to me mm-hmm. as an owner operator or somebody who owns a fleet. None of that. So it's like, so no, it's your fault. It's your fault as a trucker because you are allowing the bidding war to happen. End of story. It's yeah. not the it's not the dispatcher. I mean, it's not the uh, broker's fault. So, end of story. <laughs> and and with that and the knowledge that I just pissed off a lot of people that <laughs> I don't care, come at me. I'm like, there's a truck stop here in Palestine. I'll be happy to meet you there. <laughs> so, it's ridiculous. The, we're we're never gonna be unified as a nation if we can't unify as an industry. Oh, that was another thing that. It, not necessarily like unpopular opinion, but mm-hmm. um, I just think it's stupid. Um, one of the things that that keeps bugging me. Now, no matter no matter whether you voted for Biden or you didn't like him or you don't, one of the biggest things that he does that pisses me off is constantly, constantly, he just bashes on conservatives. Mm-hmm. In what world does somebody? whether liberal or conservative, 
preach that they want to bring the country together and make everybody unified, mm-hmm. but then do nothing but create a further divide every single time that you bash on the other side. Yeah. Every single time. Oh, well, conservatives want to take this away from you. And I decided, no, we're not going to let that happen. That is bullshit. Whether it's true or not, Mm -hmm. those are not things you should be saying to your people. You should be just saying the things that you're doing. Why does everything have to be about what the other side wanted, wants, or, or is going did, to do? Or did. Or, like, yeah. I, I, never, I never liked it when, seven, when somebody would sit there and be critical of Trump and then, uh, you know, a Trumper would sit there and be like, oh, yeah, well, Obama this. We're not talking about Obama. Yeah. We're talking about Trump. There are you know? things that everybody, everybody does wrong. that. And now that's like, you know, Biden. Well, Biden. Well, at least Biden's not Trump. What does that have to do with anything? Right now, Biden is our president and right. we have to deal with this. Why is this the only way that you can say that you the president that you voted for mm-hmm. is doing good? Yeah. You can't tell me that in comparison to others, that's the reason why, you know, this is so amazing. Right. That's not, that shouldn't be the only reason. You should want this thing because it's a good thing, not because in comparison to the others, because the others are bad. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. That's not how it works. And creating a divide in a country and keeping like people are, are, are falling for it right. every time. Everybody constantly either goes straight into the comments on any of his tweets on things like that to either defend him or talk about how he hasn't done anything. But my biggest thing is he's you're doing exactly what everybody wants you to be doing. Mm-hmm. The higher ups, they want to divide because if there's no divide, if there's no liberals and conservatives, what are they going to do? If everybody decided, you know what, fuck the two party system and went for an independent. Right. What the fuck would they, they would not know what to do. In all honesty, they'd probably be fucking assassinated because that's the world that we live in right now. Mm-hmm. But. we're literally giving them what they want. If there is a divide, if there is constantly competition, you can't win. We are all Americans. We are all people living in the same country, dealing with different problems on a day-to-day basis. No, you're not going to have the same problems in your up, you know, uptown, upstate New York, living in your one-bedroom apartment that costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. every year just to upkeep all the things that you have to upkeep with it while working a minimum wage job, five of them probably, just to afford the lifestyle of just existing in New York while you're dealing with homeless population. You can't sit there and make a garden anywhere. You can't do any of these things for yourself. And your life is going to be extremely different than somebody down in the South with all these acres and acres of land. They're basically off grid they have a water well that they get all their water from Mm -hmm. and they basically don't really have internet they're barely 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 on the internet they have kids that they're raising themselves or homeschooling you're not going to relate to each other you're not you're really not and so yeah there is a divide in people but there are hundreds of different kinds of divides in the country so why is there only a two-party system and why are we all sitting there fighting with each other 100 percent. yours and my unpopular opinion and we'll end it with this because i don't care if we go over We'll end it with this. There should be a third party. And the third party doesn't have to be a majority. You know, everybody sits there and they talk about, well, that that makes that third party means that, you know, the unpopular person could win. So what? The unpopular person always wins. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. But when you're sitting there talking about the fact that your voice actually matters in a third party, right? Let's say a third party was just 5%. 5%. We have 5% of the vote. We swayed it one way or the other. But we had 5% of Congress. We had 5% of the Senate as a third party, right? Mm-hmm. A constitutional, constitutional libertarians, like whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. We had 5% of it. Then guess what? Then Democrats have to come to that 5% because how much 
have the votes ended on party lines? Mm-hmm. How many times? So it's like you have that variable sitting there saying, okay, convince me. Convince me to dissolve the IRS. Convince me that a flat tax is the right thing. Convince me that, you know, pronouns are more important than veterans affairs. Convince me that sending billions upon billions upon billions of dollars to the Ukraine is a better idea than getting proper mental help for the homeless people who have serious issues because our mental, uh, you know, our, our mental health uh, capacity is garbage. Yeah. Right. Convince me. And so you sit there and you tell people convince me because then all of a sudden you become a part of that. So there should be three parties. Yeah. We should not allow a two-party system to be in play because yeah. we are showing the absolute futility. Listen, I have two daughters, right? I have Lily and I have Tabby. I have three because I have Anna and Anna's my adopted daughter. But I'm just going to go with Lily and Tabby. And I sit there and, and one of them is stolen. And I just have Lily and Tabby. And I'm like, who did this? Neither one of them will admit to it, even though I know it was one of them. Mm-hmm. But then I have Anna. Anna, Lily was in was in the room when Tabby wasn't. Tabby and I were over here doing this when Lily was 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 blah 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 blah. Lily, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that is your third party system. Your third party system is the moderator. It's why relationships as a couple are rarely as successful as relationships as a thruple because there's that other person. And that other person can be a parent, a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. a a therapist, or it can be another person in the relationship because inevitably it's going to be two on one at, at some point because somebody's going to be wrong. Yeah. And like, you know, and we've had that Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay. And you know, it doesn't always work out, but it's a lot better. And honestly in politics should be the same thing. Yeah. It should be like that with anything. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it literally kind of ties the first thing you said, you know, your first unpopular opinion into this too, is that why we have all these people that are in Congress. Mm -hmm. We have all these people that are in just in the government in general that are voting on all of these things and they're supposed to be representing what we think and how we feel but it's never what happens mm-hmm. we all can sit here and and yell and shout and go after all about how all these things are so terrible but we're just letting these people that we voted in and assuming that they're going to make all the right decisions for us yeah that is the most stupid thing i've ever heard in my entire yeah, I life i don't trust anybody to make all my decisions exactly I literally i don't trust my own dispatchers i don't trust my i don't trust brokers i don't trust i don't trust my own wife to make all the right decisions as a trucker and that's my wife. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, so you have a third party. You, Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. So It's just stupid. I don't understand how we can just literally vote in people and just go, okay, for the next however long, mm-hmm. make all the right decisions for us. Yep, we trust you. Like, that doesn't, that's just, it. my mind it baffles at the fact that that's just a thing. That's how we do it. If I that's how we've my, been if, doing and it. And if I leave my daughter alone in a room with a bunch of candy, you know what I'm going to, and then tell my daughter, don't touch the candy. I'm going to trust you. But I didn't count any of the candy. I don't know which of the candy is open, which of the candy isn't. And I have no way of checking whether or not you've taken the candy. You just word <laughs> by giving. And that's that's what we're speaking. doing with politicians. We vote yeah. in a politician and then we're like, oh, my politician can do no wrong. What? No, 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 no. You know. Corruption happens on the smallest level. Mm-hmm. It happens in families. It happens in neighborhoods. It happens in homeowners associations. It happens in school boards. It happens 
everywhere. So for you to sit and think that a politician who is in, you know, potentially has the the choice to make decisions that affect millions of people mm-hmm. isn't going to potentially make the wrong decision is a level of stupid that I don't think I can imbibe enough alcohol <laughs> to enjoy. So so that's it. So, again, we'd love to know your unpopular opinions, what you think about ours. Did I piss you off? Did you tune out? Well, if you did, fuck you, because I don't care, because you're not here, so you don't hear me saying this. You know, but we do appreciate everybody that joins us, and we appreciate everybody being here with us. And, you know, tomorrow's our Friday, so hopefully we have some good news tomorrow. I doubt it, but hopefully we will. We'll <laughs> see what happens. But until then, this has been the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we want to just remind you that which does not kill you is probably just filling out their tax forms. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.